Good morning. So early in a week, I like to kind of pray a simple prayer, asking God to uh, set up my week to uh, help me prepare for the, the coming sermon. And so one of the parts is I ask him to, to, to actually set up my week for, for what he wants to do and what he wants to communicate during a message on Sunday. And I think this past week, God did just that. You see, uh, Mel Martin came by and she dropped off these little maple treats. I had, I had never actually had one of them. They're like, kind of want to be fudge, but they're like awesome. Um, so I, I, I ate it and I was like, man, this is just so good. So I, I message her and I say, what, what is this? She says, oh, those are, that's heaven on earth. And uh, you know, she described what I actually went into, but I was like, you know what? She is, she is so right. Like heaven on earth is the, the good stuff. Like the, the stuff we really enjoy, the things that we say, man, there's got to be more than this. Like, there's got to be so much more of this around. Like, I, I want heaven on earth. And that's, that's today's topic that she didn't know at the time when she messaged me, but that, that's what we're talking about today is heaven on earth, the, the good stuff. So I am Brad. I am the lead pastor here at Stanley Park Community Church, and I, I'm glad that you are here. I'm glad that you are part of our community. I'm glad that you are checking us out uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Thank you for joining us. Um, what, what we're looking at is kind of heaven on earth in our context and also the context of what God wants to be doing and is doing in creation in your life and in my life. Now, if, if you're not in Ontario, then you might be, who knows where you are, but most of us are in Ontario. And we are in the, uh, the lock lockdown or the double lockdown, or I was talking to my brother and he says it's a double double lockdown because it's Canadian. Um, either way, it's not, not exactly like, oh man, this is heaven on earth. It's it's something else on earth. Um, but we, we in this time, we need to have the tastes of heaven on earth. It's, it's, it's so important. It's, it's critical for our, our souls. Uh, and, and that's what I want to look at today. Um, another, another point about heaven on earth is it's, there's amazing moments that as we're going about our lives, we just, we just feel God's presence. We, we feel him in this space. And we get to live into heaven amongst all the chaos and all the uh, unorderliness. And that's, that's what we want for you, for, for creation, and, and obviously for ourselves. We all want heaven on earth. So today's passage uh, is actually a super small part of a, a prayer that you may have heard. And it's, uh, a, the prayer is a smaller part of a larger part, which is, you know, it, it, just, it escalates from here. But we're going to Matthew 6. 9 and 10. So if you want to take a second to open up your app or your Bible to join me there, um, it's, I'm just going to fly through this because it's two, two verses. The passage says in Matthew 6, 9, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me, let me pray over this and, and ask God into this time Heavenly Father, we, we are looking at a, a prayer that you said that we can, we can pray like. We're looking into your, your kingdom of heaven on earth. Lord, we ask that you guide our time together, that you, you have been working in other people's weeks, not just with the, the sweet, tasty treats that I got, but in the, in the moments that you met us, or in the moments that you have organized for us to unpack maybe today or to wrap up through your word in our lives. So Lord, meet us in our living rooms, on our decks, uh, in the garage, wherever we are, Lord. Meet us, guide us. May we, may we know you more by the, by the time that we are done with this message. 
Lord, we pray this because of your son, Jesus. Amen. What ways do you live heaven on earth? Or have, you ever, have you ever thought about that? Like, another way of asking that, like, in your day-to-day life, as you are going about the things that you do, do you get tastes? Do you get, like, clearer pictures that this is what, what the overlap of heaven on earth, the, the moments where, like, work, family, faith, uh, spirituality, uh, just, just merge together, and you're like, this, this just is it. This is it. Do you get those? Like, what, what ways do you live in to the heaven on earth? See, God, God made heaven, and God also made earth. He didn't make them as, like, polar opposites. Like, this is where all the really, really good stuff is, and here's the, the other stuff, you know. He, he designed it to be all part of his kingdom, to have its unique roles, its unique uh, place where his kingdom is, is lived out, where his rule is over it. And when we see Jesus walking the earth, we see that God is, is in creation, that he wants to be a part of it. It's not devoid of God. It's something that he wants to be a part of. He actually, before that, was in the temple. He, he traveled with his people in the tabernacle. God wants to be a part of creation. God wants to be a part of our lives. And we see that with Jesus' walking of the earth and then his, his death and resurrection and then sending the Spirit to be with us, that, that overlap the, the, the space that God is occupying becomes drastically and radically different. Right, Jesus' mission, his, the mission he was on when he came to creation, was reconciliating, re- reconciling all creation to God. And it's not just like, yeah, we're, we're cool. Like, you know, we, we, had, we had a challenge and we, we got by it. It's, it's not that kind of reconciliation where you can see somebody in Walmart and you know, not go down an aisle. Just, oh yeah, there they are. It's a different kind of reconciliation he, he desires for us and he made available to us. Is, uh, Pre-COVID, you might have had a friend come over, like a dear friend, and they, would, they wouldn't even think twice about going into your fridge, right? They might help make dinner. They might bring you a beverage. Like the, the, the family type reconciliation where you may have had a challenge with this person in the past, but you, you still let them into your house. Now, you know, being covid Anybody that is in your house, and specifically if they're in your house, and have refrigerator rights like that, that's the type of relationship, that, that's the type of safe closeness that we now have with God because of Jesus' reconciliation movement. It's not just the, oh, there they are out of distance. It's come, be with me, be in my, my space, occupy my air, that kind of relationship we now can have. And that's, that's really a profound thing. That's the, the ability to live into God's kingdom is made possible. The ability to live into it, like, his space is made possible because of Jesus. Now, if you've spent any time around Christianity, I hope that you have picked up, uh, well, a bunch of things. But I hope that, like, specifically you pick up this, is that God is after our hearts. He's not as much after our actions. Like, he wants our actions to come compile and work towards his kingdom and his glory. Absolutely. But it's not his, his first agenda. His first agenda is the transformation of our hearts. For us to be, be shaped by our interaction with him, to be moved by him, to, to live in his way, in his stream, in his life. He wants us to ultimately become good news people. He wants us to be like residents, you know, like people living in his kingdom with refrigerator rights to his fridge and to live out our hearts for him 
and, and align it with his hearts for others. See, Matthew 5 and 6, the, the larger part that this little passage was pulled from, um, is, is kind of like the idea of riding a Jeep. You may have seen it. I, I've come to really enjoy them. The, the Jeeps drive by and they have the, the wheel on the back and it says, no problem. And then, you know, you can obviously read it upside down. It says, problem. Right, so like the idea is like if, if you can read the problem part, it means the car is upside down. Uh, so, so Jesus comes in here. God wants to work with us in, in Matthew 5 and 6, ultimately all the scriptures. But he wants to help us rewrite the Jeep to get the wheels back on the trail and get, get us moving again. So this, this prayer and really our entire faith is, is working out of the, the good news that God has and that he is for us. And often in these moments, like this, this trail ride that we w- would be on, we get stuck and we start realizing the deep need we have for him. Like when, it says, when a Jeep says problem, you have a deep need for somebody else to engage with you, to, to help you get your vehicle back up. And, and I think of late, like you know, this past year, I think a lot of us, are, are kind of feeling like that, like it's, we're, we may be still feeling like we're on the trail, but somehow our, our wheels are turning, but they just dig in, like we're in sand and we just keep you know, spinning, the, the more we spin, the worse it seems to get, and, and God wants to meet us in this, and he wants to help get us, you know, dislodged and, and back into his movement, and I think that is why this message is, is so important. Um, you know, all, all the messages of scripture is important, but I think for our time entering into our double lockdown, um, knowing that God wants to come alongside us and, and turn our, our problems into no problems, not, not, not just you know, here and now, but ultimately and cosmically as well. And so as we engage with God, as we, we partner with him, we realize that he wants to help right the Jeep with us. He wants to, to work through you and your gifts, your passions, in, in your, your little neck of the woods, your little patch of grass. He wants to work with us as a church, as a, uh, a united body in, in faith. He wants to work with us and the churches down the road as well. Like he, he doesn't want to just come and, and write all our jeeps, just him and you. He wants to have his followers, his believers, engage with this to to move with him as we write the jeeps of others' lives and, and help them get back onto, onto the track where, you know, it's, it's fun, it's bouncy, and we get to really experience life alongside Jesus. And that's where we get to be like Christ of the world. It's, it's not just that our, our message of faith and our message of meaning and our message of God with us mattered 2,000 years ago. Like it, it did, like Jesus died on a cross 2,000 years ago. But the, the message, the, the mission, the project that God is on with us matters today, right? We're in the middle of a pandemic, and it's just as important today that God is a part of our story, that we get to live into his kingdom and know his heart as it was 2,000 years ago. And, and tomorrow, like, say Godzilla shows up, it's just as valuable and critical to know that God wants to work with us. God wants to be a part of our lives, to shape our hearts into being good news people for others and for ourselves and for our community, because it doesn't matter what the situation is. God is the same, and his heart is for us to be reconciled and to live with him in his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Now, when, 
when you say or when you hear someone praying the, the, the prayer and you hear your kingdom come or when you say it, what do you mean by it? Right? Is, it is it just like banking on that Jesus knew when he said it that it meant something? Kind of like when we, well, when we used to go out to restaurants with a friend and you're like, I don't know this place, but my friend is ordering this, I will also have that because obviously they, they trust it enough and I trust them that whatever is going to be showing up before me is, is a good thing. Is that kind of like the way we pray when we say your kingdom come? Banking on the words of Jesus, not really engaging with, with what he's saying? Right? What, what, what do you picture when you think the kingdom of God? And, and when we say like, your kingdom come, what do, what do you, what do I picture it looks like when it comes? Do we, do we have this Amazon idea like, all right, Lord, like I, I said your prayer and the package of your kingdom should show up at my doorstep, you know, within the next 24 hours? Do we, do we picture that it's like a, a request that will just fulfill itself? Like that's how the kingdom comes? What if when we pray for your kingdom to come, it's actually a, a, a request to, to step into what, what he is doing, to partner with him? And like in, in, in other weeks, we have looked at God's desire for his creation and his, his desire for it to return to him and to his love, for it to engage in mercy and, and be relationships that are merciful and just. When we, when we talk about the kingdom of God, the, the, the Jesus-type kingdom, it, it comes with an invitation from God for us to join him and have our hearts changed. Right? The, the intent for our lives is to be lived in a space where, where God's kingdom is everywhere. That's like the land in front of you. God wants to not just rule with the iron fist as we've talked about before, but he wants to rule with love, mercy, and compassion. Does, when, we, when we pray this, does that change our, our perspective? Does that change our lives? Or do we just hope that somehow these words will mean it will show up at my doorstep tomorrow? What if this is a request to partner with God in his kingdom and his kingdom work? That's not that overnight delivery, but it's a, and it's also not just a long off idea, but that as we pray it, we are inviting him into the space. What if as we pray it, we are, we are inviting ourselves to engage with him? What if as we pray for the kingdom to come, we are entering into God's stream, God's story, God's path, and, and get the opportunity that we may have missed before to, to live out the kingdom here on earth. As, as we live into the space, um, this next part of it becomes really important. Your will be done. As we pray and we, we get into the second section, we, we say, your will be done. How many of us kind of pray that as like a, a but or like a way of holding on to some sort of hope that God is still working here, right? Like, oh, you're in a, a hard moment with somebody. You're praying for healing. You're praying for, for them to overcome cancer. You're praying for them to have a child. You're praying for them to pass a course. You're praying for them for whatever it is. And at the very end, you oh, but your will be done, right? What, do, we, do we pray your will be done as a, a disclaimer, a way of creating space just in case it's not uh, the, our will that was done or what we were asking, that we, we kind of save face by saying your will be done. Now, the, 
the key thing in this prayer that Jesus gave us, I, I think he intentionally put it at the start. That when we ask for the kingdom to come and we say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, it shapes the rest of our prayers. Wouldn't it be different if when, when you and I pray together or when you pray with somebody else and you're praying for the, that thing, cancer, when you're praying for that thing, a grade, when you're praying for a house, when you're praying for, for a meal, whatever it is that you are praying eagerly for, if you started with, God, we want your will to be done here. Already I'm thinking like it, it starts out differently. It, it brings us to a different place. If we are coming into it, not, not because we throw out all the needs, no. But if we start prayer by looking for, for God, what he is guiding us to, how he wants to work in this situation, it is drastically different than just using your will be done as a disclaimer versus a, a way of engaging into a relationship with our Heavenly Father and asking him to have his will here. And we, we know what his will is like. We know that he has entered into creation to reconcile. We know that he's come to bring life. We know that he is deeply for you and he's deeply for your neighbors. We know his will. We can find his will, search scriptures and, and pray out his will. And the challenge we have, and this is I think why we use it as a disclaimer, is that we, we don't always see it the way we thought we were going to see it. All right, we, we then get nervous that we, we had too much hope or we get nervous that this is going to set somebody off because it just didn't happen the way they wanted to. Knowing that God wants to work in our hearts, knowing that God wants to bring us alongside himself, that he wants us to be partners and partakers of his kingdom here on earth and in heaven, when we pray for his will, we have to be willing to listen. We have to be willing to, to let his ways be his ways and not just our ways. And that's, that's one of the practical things that prayer offers to us. It's, it's a, a way that we can slowly be shaped where our, our will conforms to his, not his to ours. Uh, the Grand Canyon streams, right? The pers persistent water, persistent wind shape and form drastically the landscape of life. Now, if we, we continue to pray the Lord's Prayer, if we didn't just do it in times of trouble or times um, of routine, but actually engaged with it over and over and over again, we'd see that this, this prayer over his will, this prayer over his kingdom, uh, would start shaping our hearts, grafting us to him, but also molding us into his desire and his will for his creation and for our lives. And that's where our wills are still a challenge. It's not that we don't get wills. Like God, God desires us to have will. He didn't just force us to be robots. But he wants us to understand the value of, of him, the value of his vision, his, his intent for creation. Right? Perspective matters. When, when you and I, 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 the analogy of wandering a desert, I don't think any of us are going to, well, maybe, most of us aren't going to have that situation, but say you're wandering a desert or something far more reasonable like a, a cornfield or you're up north and you're wandering the woods. When you are out there, do you, would you just think to yourself, inside myself, I can direct my path. I don't need the external to help navigate me. I can get through this. Or do you intuitively know that there's got to be something else to mark by? Like, all right, I want to head north. I got to know where the sun is. Or I need to get the heck out of here. I, I'm going to follow the river, and it's going to bring me somewhere. 
when, when you're in the city and you don't really know how or where you're going, you put it into Google and you trust its guidance. We, we need external um, guidance. We need external input because our, our will and our own perspective isn't going to be enough to get us through uh, life, just generally, but also life in the kingdom as God desires. See, Jesus says, says this in the, in the prayer. Like, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. We then see 20 chapters later, Jesus lives into that. It's uh, Matthew 26, 39. It says, going a little further, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Right, Jesus is having a, a sorrowful time in the passages. He's, he's, he's troubled internally. Like This is not what he internally wants. But he knows that the Father's will is greater than his. There's a bigger thing that he is a part of. And he, he submits to that. And, and that submission is, is ultimately what makes the reconciliation possible. The opposite of this is also true. In Ezekiel 33, 31... Uh, God has sent prophets kind of calling out his people to, to change their lives, to change their hearts, to just do different things and not be so horrible. Uh, in, in 31, it says, My people come to you, as they usually do, and you sit before them and you hear their words, but you do not put their words into practice. Their mouth speaks of love, but their hearts are greedy for unjust gains. Right? We, we can sit on listening to a message and we can say, like, that's great, oh, I'm all for it. But then our hearts just don't align with it. God doesn't want us to be just hearers of his kingdom or ones that just say your kingdom come. He wants our hearts to align with him for us to become a part of his kingdom expansion, for us to become a part of bringing heaven on earth, not just in these little moments of those sweet, tasty treats, but in moments where life on life or the way one serves another or the way we carry ourselves through a a troubling time, the way that we reach out to a neighbor knowing that they are having a harder time, right? In those moments, the, the kingdom comes, and it comes through submission, where you, you say, it's not my will be done. I want to just sit on a couch and veg. But God, you want me to reach out to my neighbor. Or I just want to sit on a couch and veg. But God, you want to find me in prayer, right? As, as we see God's kingdom it comes through submission. Not, not the force, as we were talking about, like, you know, forcing us to submit, but through submission to his love and to his grace and to his desire for us to live into his life because Jesus made a sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice. And so the last point I kind of want to put out there today is this on earth as it is in heaven. I think some of us just say it, that it's not literally true. That, that when Jesus says, be on earth as it is in heaven, he didn't really mean that things would change that drastically. Like, we've been 2,000 years in this. Like, we must have gotten tired of the story, tired of the narrative. And we, we started believing that, it's, you know, like, this really means, like, let your rule be in heaven as it is in heaven. But that is a lie. That is something that we, we may have done again, like, coaching our, our, our expectations because it just hasn't worked out the way we wanted it to. God wants to meet us here. Jesus shows us that. 
right? The temple showed us that. The, the Spirit of God coming at Pentecost shows us that. God wants to be a part of creation here. He wants to restore and redeem and reclaim and move and, and see life brought into everybody's life. Every, every creation, every rock sing of him. That's his heart. Uh, N.T. Wright says this, the good news is that the living God is indeed establishing his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Through the finished work of Jesus, and he invites people of all sorts to share not only in the benefits of the kingdom, but also in the work through which it will come to pass in ultimate completion. So when we say, your kingdom come, and when we say, your will be done, do, do we really want to join him with it? In, in both of them, both in his will and both in his kingdom. We get to partner in the resurrection life because of what Jesus has done. But that life is also available to us now, not just when we die, we have resurrection life. We have the spirit in us. We can live in his kingdom here in Kitchener, on, on your street, in, in your heart and your mind, as, as, as we live out a, a very wild idea of God's kingdom here on earth. We can do that because the spirit is with us. Now, kind of my landing question uh, I'd like to kind of leave with you from this passage is when we pray to honor, like to honor our father in heaven, like hallowed be your name, it means to honor you. When we pray that, do we mean it? Do we think of how can I be honoring you? Do we think about becoming part of his will? Do we think of partnering with him? And in those moments when we are praying this, do we, do we ask him, do we let him guide us in ways that his kingdom comes to earth? Those, those tasty treats, that, that Malbrow, like those, those, those nuggets of goodness, the peace, the love, the prayer, the hope, the, the long-suffering, the sitting with, do these moments happen in our lives not just because we are good people, but because we are partnering with the king as he is writing our jeep, as he is making a, a, a problem into a no problem, as he steps into creation, partnering with you and I to live out his kingdom, his rule and his reign on earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to pray, and I, I, I hope that God is speaking to you, because in this time, this day and age, when we have so much strife, so much conflict, so much isolation, so much brokenness. Everything seems to be in some sort of decline, other than the plants. The plants are doing fine. Other than the plants, everything is just in some sort of chaotic decline. The kingdom of God is needed, not just in your life. It is so much needed in your life, but it's needed in the life of your neighbor. It's needed in the life of your coworker. It's needed in the life of everybody in our province, in our country, in North America, in the world. This is the time where these words of Jesus needs to be prayed. It needs to be to listen to and shape our hearts. And then it's got to move us to partner with him as we come into contact with other people. So let's, let's pray together and we'll leave it there. Lord, hallowed be your name. Lord, we, we pray that you are honored by our time together. Lord, we pray that you are honored by our life in faith with you. Lord, bring glory to your name through us. 
Lord, may, may we know and may we get a better picture of who you are. And may we worship you deeply from our hearts. May we spill out from that joy, from that, that overlap of your kingdom of heaven here on earth. And Lord, we, we pray for your kingdom. Lord, we pray that it comes to Kitchener. Lord, we pray that it expands through Kitchener. Lord, we pray that it comes to our streets, to our front porches, to our back decks. Lord, we pray that it goes with us as we drive off to work or as we log in online. Lord, may your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, as we want to see it come, may we submit our will and our heart and our desire for yours. Lord, guide us in your way. Teach us your path. Help us hear your will and find our hands on the plow working alongside you, our Heavenly Father. Lord, may, may our time together, may our actions in our hearts bring glory to you. Lord, we know that that is your will. Help us by your spirit live into your kingdom here. We pray this because Jesus showed us how. May we partner. Amen.